This episode is brought to you by Blossom, an easy to use app that thousands of Aussies are using to watch their savings grow. Blossom targets 3% per annum returns and the fund invests in fixed income for you. Our favorite thing about Blossom is that they make ethical investments and will plant a tree when you fund your account for the first time. It's free to join, so sign up through the web or download Blossom in the app or Play Store. You can get started with less than $1. Read more about Blossom in their PDS and FAQs at blossomapp.com before getting started. Welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast covering women's sports news. Mills, what have we got this week? Taking a look around the grounds, Aussies Liz Cambich and Alana Smith are up against each other in the WNBA semifinals. Cliff diver Rhiannon Ifland has finished another season on top and American soccer is in the midst of a reckoning after two head coaches are fired in the same week. For our key story, we'll discuss the announcement that Aussie women's, men's and youth football leagues will unify under one banner, rebranded to a gender-neutral A-leagues. But first, let's take a look around the grounds. In basketball, Australia have taken out the bronze medal at the FIBA Asia Cup. After a heartbreaking two-point semi-final loss to Japan, the Opals bounce back to defeat Korea 88-58. to The tournament provided a really good opportunity for some young guns and players on the brink of Opals selection to gain really valuable minutes as the Opals continue to prepare for the 2022 World Cup on home soil in Australia. In cliff diving, Rhiannon Ifland has finished another season on top of the podium. To give you a bit of a background of, I guess, the Cliff Diving World Series, um, it's the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series. It was established back in 2009. It's an annual international series of cliff diving events. Um, In 2021, there were six events that culminate in awarding a Cliff Diving World Series winner. Divers jump from a platform at a height ranging from 26 to 28 meters. That is so high in the the air. I don't, like, that scares me, honestly. That, like if you think about like Mel Wu at the Olympics, that's the 10 meter that's platform, 10 right? So it's almost nearly three triple times. That. No, thanks. I could barely do the three meter springboard. Yeah, that, was, that was wild. <laughs> Aussie Brandon Ifflin is bloody outstanding at this sport. The 2021 season ended last week in Polignano in Italy and Ifflin displayed her dominance once again by winning her 13th consecutive victory. She had already wrapped up the championship at the Puglia stop in this very same location a week earlier extending her reign at the top of the sport for another year. This is her fifth World Series title in a row, who won her first championship in 2016 as a wildcard entrant in her debut year, the first ever rookie to do so. Fellow Aussie Xanthia Panisi finished third, taking fourth place overall, which means the 2021 wildcard has earned a place in the permanent lineup next season. In cricket, the test match between India and Australia has resulted in a draw. The test was heavily interrupted by rain across the first two days, impacting the likelihood of a win-loss result. Each team will pick up two points from this match, which puts the series at 6-4 in Australia's favour, with two points on offer for each of the three T20s, which kick off on Thursday. India needs to win all three T20s to take the series win, while Australia only needs to win two. If India wins two and Australia wins one, the series will be drawn. This is the first time this trophy will be awarded, so there is no potential for retention. 
Elise Perry took her 300th wicket on day three and in doing so became the first Australian, man or woman, to score 5,000 runs and take 300 wickets in international matches. She is unstoppable. She is the goat. Elisa Healy said after the day's play, it's another incredible achievement. She's checking off things left, right and centre. We have to keep stopping the day's play to make sure we celebrate everything Pez has done. Rachel Haynes was shattered to be ruled out of the test match with a hamstring injury, but over the weekend revealed the amazing silver lining to the situation, which allowed her to be home for the birth of her baby. Haynes and her partner, former Australian and New South Wales cricketer Leah Poulton, welcomed Hugo Poulton Haynes to the world on Friday in Sydney. In soccer, American soccer is in the midst of a reckoning after a week which saw North Carolina coach Paul Riley and Washington spirit coach Richie Burke both fired. Two former players, Sinead Farelli and Milena Shim, have claimed misconduct, including sexual coercion, by North Carolina coach Paul Riley. Riley was fired by the Courage last Thursday and Richie Burke's contract was terminated by the league following an investigation into allegations of verbal and emotional abuse. The allegations prompted a wave of condemnation by players that forced this weekend's games to be called off. Riley has released a statement denying any wrongdoing, describing the allegations as completely untrue. FIFA and US Soccer have both announced independent investigations into the claims against Riley. So the article came out discussing these allegations and the commissioner of the league, Lisa Baird, released a statement saying, I was shocked and disgusted to read the new allegations reported in The Athletic this morning. The league, in concert with the North Carolina Courage, has reacted swiftly in response to these new allegations and former head coach Paul Riley has been terminated. The interesting part of that was that after this statement came out, some of the key players, including Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe, took to Twitter to actually show screenshots of these players who'd claimed the allegations and had actually been in contact with the commissioner, Lisa Baird, so she was actually aware of these allegations from months ago. Because of this, she got called out publicly. She then stepped down. So over the weekend, she resigned saying this week and much of this season has been incredibly traumatic for our players and staff. And I take full responsibility for the role I have played. I'm so sorry for the pain so many are feeling. Let's take a look at the key story. Still on soccer, the Australian Professional Leagues revealed on Wednesday that Australia's top flight men's and women's football competitions, the A-League and the W-League, have been collectively rebranded under the merge banner of the A-Leagues. It said it had consulted players, coaches and fans before the reinvention, which makes football the first domestic sporting competition to formally classify its men's competition. It is a decision that the APL hopes will promote gender equality and inclusivity with APL's managing director, Danny Townsend, saying the APL is about football. It's not men's football or women's football. It's just football. Bringing the female game up onto a level playing field with the men was something we felt really strongly about. I loved seeing this news during the week and it made me actually think. So a couple of years ago, I was speaking on a panel and, you know, when they open it up to question time and, and a question I got um, given from someone in the audience was, do you think it should be called AFLM. So obviously I play in AFLW. Do you think they should relabel it to AFLM? And at the time I didn't, I hadn't thought a huge amount about it and I didn't really know what to say. So I kind of didn't dismiss it, but I was like, I'm actually not sure I have a think about it. And now we're starting to see this happen. Like I love that soccer has done this because I think it's so important to recognize that women's sport is not an addition to the, to men's, the men's sport. Game. Yeah. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, I love the idea of 
of making it like that that it's equal. Like the the game is soccer, and then it's men's and women's soccer. It's not here's soccer, and then we've got the W over here. Yeah, no, totally. Um, it's interesting. Earlier this year, Australian cricket captain Meg Lanning actually called on Cricket Australia to do the same thing and drop the W from the WBBL uh, to bring the branding in line with the men's Big Bash League to basically just call it the BBL tournament. Yeah, and I think if I think about drop the W versus add the M, I think my argument would be people almost need acronyms when they talk about sport, right? Like if we talk about BBL – if how do people then distinguish between the two? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you're like it, obviously it's called WBBL. Like do you call it um, MBBL or with the soccer? What happens now? Like do they call it A League M or like ALM or ALW? Like what what yeah. happens from there? I'm I'm curious to see kind of how I've seen that a few people on, on Twitter calling it ALM and ALW. Yeah, okay. So it'll be interesting to see how that I guess as the season comes about to see even how the leagues themselves are referring to themselves mm. um, in, in that way on, on socials and in, in news, etc. Yeah. I just really hope that what football soccer have done here leads the way for multiple other codes to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at what to watch. Oh, it's me. In <laughs> cricket. The Australia versus India cricket series continues with the first of three T20s to be played on Thursday. You can watch on Channel 7, Fox Cricket and KO. In tennis, Ayla Tomlanovic will be the only Aussie in action at the WTA Indian Wells event starting on the 7th of October. She is currently ranked in 44th in the world and with a number of top seeds missing, including Ash Barty, she'll be hoping for a strong showing. You can watch on KO and Foxtel. And that's the wrap. See you next week, Chloe. That was quick. We're in and out. I know. Beauty. Yeah, good. See ya. 